Hi everyone! Before we start the show, I wanted to ask that if you like what we're doing here, you might consider donating to keep it moving onward and upward. We have a Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon and a PayPal at paypal.me backslash Hegelbon. $5 at Patreon will get you bonus episodes, but even a dollar helps more than you can imagine because no cartridge is funded by listeners like you. Thank you. Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hagelbon on Twitter, and I'm really happy to have with me uh, star of the uh, star of the internet screen himself, uh, <laughs> Casey Green. Uh, you might know him from at Casey Green, uh, which is G R E E N N on Twitter, or uh, from CaseyGreen.com.com, from Gun Show, all this stuff. Um, uh, Casey, welcome. Hey, it's good to be here. And it's okay to drop like the big thing. Like I, you probably know me from the "this is fine" stuff. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's so weird. Like I gotta say, like before we get started, it's like it's been really weird for me watching that, um, watching "this is fine" dog um, blow up like he has. Weird for you, huh? <laughs> no, I mean I'm sure like for you it's been like, it's been completely surreal. I uh, I've said to a number of people, and a number of people have said to me that like the the sort of like calm serenity with which you appear uh, and perhaps that's not always true but like the calm serenity with which you appear to to handle everyone in the world stealing that from you is uh is um remarkable it would be a, a, a futile effort and 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 vanity maybe not vanity but just it would just be a beautiful a beautiful a futile effort because anyone will do it and everyone will do it and if that's all I'm going to focus on for the rest of my life, then why am I, why am I even drawing something new? Why am I even thinking of a new story if that's all I want to focus on for the rest of my life? Yeah, I've that's made a... my peace with it. <laughs> and some and some people are nice about it. Are you gonna Are you going to be releasing your um, your This Is Fine Dog Latte uh, line pretty soon? Like the sure. uh, following along with the Grumpy Cat guy, like a, you know just a just a line of a line of uh, fashion. Uh, I can't deal with um, with famous pets like that. <laughs> Not because I hate them, but because they're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just put that in your cap while while you look at Grumpy Cat and Garfield comics. Grumpy Cat always kind of bummed me out too when they revealed that it was like they they named it Tardar and it was yeah. like mentally challenged and it was going to die. And it's like, man, that's a that's a stew right there. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> they sort of stumbled in it themselves, didn't they? Yeah, they kind of did. They sort of, but you know, it never, it never really went back on them, which is, which is, you know, well, good, I'm good for them. Sure, probably they realized their mistake when it started to get really popular. You know, live and learn. I guess, um, but no, it's it was weird for me. Obviously, weirder for you, but it was weird for me. Look seeing that because I uh so I got into your stuff reading um Horribleville back in the day um uh your your autobiographical comic and um uh, the 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 shift to gun show so I followed you along to there and read through that and so I saw the the this is fine dog when he when you first posted the this is fine dog when it was question hound mm-hmm. and like it, <laughs> I saw the meme and I was like oh that's that's Casey's thing cool um and then it became huge. And I was like, wow, it's it's really weird that he's everywhere. This is like uh this is like sharing something I knew with the internet. And then since I was following you on Twitter by that point, uh watching you react to it, I was like, well, there's someone else who actually probably has a a stronger connection to this character than me that is reacting the same way. Yeah. Now there are there are much like yeah, there are people who really enjoy that thing. But that's not what we're here for. We're here no, for well, video we're here for the yeah no we're here for the uh the oral history of Question Hound and the, this oh, is fine dog. I tricked you now Not again. again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is for Vice.com. Um, no, no, we're here to talk video games. And one of the things I've noticed in a lot of your work, and and maybe you can answer this question first, but like one of the things I've noticed in a lot of your work, and and kind of stemming from uh, some of your early uh, like doodles that I know you you were like you would scan the stuff you you kind of just like doodled in in high school um and you know just early cartoons into into your more sort of formal stuff into your own original creations um there seems to be this connection with uh with video games there seems to be some sort of connection uh either either stylistically or as like a a matter for content um and i guess my first question is does is that real or am i just uh, or am i just putting that on myself no I think that's a very uh, 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 astute look at it. Um, no, yeah, I, I love video games. I've had since I was a kid. Um, and a lot of my, my favorite styles are very uh, uh, small. Not, not, not bad, per se, but like very simplistic a style. And I like finding like the, the, the weirdest, simplest shape to represent a simple idea. So, and, and games do that all the time, especially early games when they had to use a lot of sprite work and shit, you know, to convey a, a good amount of message to the player it, that yeah. your character is running left, right. The character got hurt, etc. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's almost, there's almost like the, in a certain era of time, I don't know if we're, we might be around the same age. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how old anyone is online anymore, but uh, 30 years old. Oh, I'm 32, so we're close. We um, I remember probably around the time we both were kids. There were also like on the ri- in the rise of video games. There was the rise of like cheap um, uh, substitutions for video games. Let's say, uh, and there were those handheld games that were. Basically oh just, yeah, like, I was just thinking about that. I had a Ducktales one. Oh like, yeah, uh, I'm I'm sorry to Absolutely. interrupt, but you no, mean no, like uh, this is what you do? Yeah, you mean like. Uh, those tiger electronic boys yeah yeah no you know exactly that were what just, talking they about. were just game and watches basically mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that just like basically had uh, a couple of like basically you moved around a light that lit up different black uh objects with like mm-hmm. a kind of 
a kind of program behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um I had a DuckTales one and my sister had a Little Mermaid one. And I remember playing both because <laughs> I don't know. I was the kid who liked video games in in our in our home. Yeah. No, I totally and, and I was the same way and I played I played my way through those. Like the but those are like those are kind of like the best distillation of that where like the those images don't really I mean there's like the fact that they were able to get some sort of representative quality out of them is kind of shocking. Yeah. Um I think a lot of it also stems from the fact that I just I, I really also like cartoons in general. Mm-hmm. Loved cartoons as a kid and a lot of games had those big eye catching, you know, shitty graphics too so of course i played chester cheetah <laughs> you know of course i played both chester cheetah games of course classic. i classic uh, uh you know cool spot silly there was one about claymates was that, was that the right one wow. i don't yeah the only the, oh man you're right the only the only clay game i ever played was the was a clay fighter oh i played clay fighter i hated yeah. fighting games at the even even now and then but i played yeah. clay fighter i mean that was that was it, very i don't hate fighting games but also clay fighter was like definitely something different um than than a typical fighting game but they mm-hmm. there was sort of that brief period of time on the super nintendo where they kind of like leaned into clay as i recall um but i didn't really i didn't think. really play much with that there were at least a couple things that were like clay related so like there was like a toe jam and games. a reboot that was kind of clay related oh i don't know that yeah i don't know but in any case yeah i mean like there's there's like, yeah, I mean, like you're you're kind of keying into two really interesting periods of time in video games, where like the first is that that early, and I I would say like post Atari or into into the eight bit era, because like yeah, I mean Atari and 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 ColecoVision and all those like very yeah. very early systems are definitely. I was uh, yeah, my first my first one as a kid was a Super Nintendo. Um, okay. I had played a, a, a an NES before, but we didn't have one at our house. Okay. And the first, yeah, the first one we got that I was like, that was all mine is is a Super Nintendo. So I'm a I'm a Super Nintendo boy that era kid. Very good. Yeah. No. I mean, I I I had an NES first, but quickly got into a Super Nintendo after. And like, I think, you know, those those early early you know however many bit uh, you know Atari seventy six hundred games are interesting, and the way they represent stuff is is kind of compelling in its own way. Like there's something neat about the aesthetic of Number Muncher, for instance. But oh, like, absolutely. I can I, I could better um, I can better uh, what's the word appreciate that now <laughs> now than I did as a child. As yeah, a child, it was just like I know Chester Cheetah. He's a funny cat. I know Cool Spot. I hate Seven Up. I will play this game. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, right? Like, there's this. There's this representative quality that is that is like you're you're describing and like how hard it is to get expression out of a limited number of pixels and then there's this other thing where for that brief period of time in in super nintendo and sega era like the the platformer was so big that even even like weird licensed ad games became uh viable you know works like like cool spot is like just named several. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I played, I played the hell out of Cool Spot. I mean, that game, that game is very, very compelling in in some ways, and like how it, it, it's it's difficult to explain to someone now that there could be like a Seven Up game that was a serious video game. Um, yeah, I, you that could, people you had to had to be it. like, well, I guess I give this a five out of eight. <laughs> <laughs> I have to recommend that you go buy the Seven Up commercial video game. 
my god, there were so many ad-based games back in the day, and there's hardly any now. Yeah, I mean, it's one of, it's one of the only ways that we've probably become less commercialized. Uh, although I guess like there's ads in games now. Uh, games yeah, that works almost, right? Yeah, right? There's no <laughs> game behind it. It's just an ad. Watch Dogs. I kind of really like. like- Oh, did it have like? Uh, oh yeah, had, I had. I, I was just thinking of a game. I actually haven't played Watch Dogs too, but like the any of the games that have billboards, they should have just had like Cool Spot as a playable, uh, playable <laughs> unlock. The last ad-related game I could think of is maybe the Burger King uh, video games they made. Oh yeah, I remember those. Um, those were like the Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, were those any good, or were they just kind of like? I never ended up playing them. They they almost seemed like they. They followed that that arc of the of the Burger King ad where like the king himself seems yeah. a bit between like is this is this knowing or is this just irony poisoned? Yes, exactly. Um, no, the, like they're only probably worthwhile one is Sneak King, okay. which is where you sneak around and surprise people with Burger King products. <laughs> as the king, as the king, there's a car sure. racer one too. Uh, I've seen the Sneak King extensively. I remember commenting. On someone's let's play of it back in <laughs> uh, like years ago. Nice. Um, um, I don't know if they're actually good. I've never played them myself, mm. but I remember seeing them at the GameStop I worked at for four dollars <laughs> when they were big and when I worked at GameStop. <laughs> four dollars is like that's the price is right, man. That's like I would probably I mean, buy. Yeah, some they gave bucks. they gave them away for cheap at the Burger King, like in the same way McDonald's gives away videotapes back in the day you know it was just some extra shit yeah i guess that's the other thing too like the since the internet has really like become even more pervasive that that like sneaky ad um placement like oh here's a vhs for your kids it like it has a bunch of mcdonald's ads on it but also a rugrats cartoon or whatever um yeah 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 like that's kind of gone down too yeah, well, this is because kids just get that shit online now, and there's no there's no point for like even giving DVDs. We don't need to give Klasky Chupo any more money to make yeah. more of these uh, weird McDonald's cartoons, orange <laughs> videotapes. Yeah, although I wouldn't say no. <laughs> oh, and and then it comes back to like you know that's why we don't get. I, I imagine that's why we don't get those licensed games anymore, right? Like it's like that was that was an ad blitz in its own way, and I, I can't yeah. imagine it's at all profitable to to get like you know bethesda to make a uh, a cool spot skyrim or something like that <laughs> yeah no you're right they just sell ads in games now the way they do movies which is like it's just worse in a yeah. sneakier shittier way at least <laughs> le- at least tell me what you're doing instead of sneaking it in you know yeah cool spot the game isn't even subtle for kids no none of them are no <laughs> those gave your health back in, in chester cheetah <laughs> i mean do you do you kind of like does that subtlety or, or or lack thereof? I mean, I don't mean to. I'm not suggesting that your art isn't subtle because you know I don't I don't. I, I said before oh, the I, podcast, I, I'll say here. I love the juxtaposition of 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 that kind of unsubtle stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah, they they want to sell you Cheetos, and as a kid, I probably didn't give a shit and liked Cheetos. Yeah, right. But now as an adult, it's like yeah, fucking just sell me Cheetos. Like they were they were open <laughs> and and fucking whatever about it. Yeah, right. Don't eat Cheetos anymore. <laughs> you don't eat Cheetos anymore. I'm sorry. No, I, I mean I don't. I don't either. I, I've actually never eaten Cheetos, but I'll. Uh, my my snack drug of choice is these the um, 
those like pretzel uh, bites. Like they basically like, they're like pieces. They take pretzel sticks. Yeah, and just I mean there are better up. things than Cheetos now. Yeah, right. it's just so it's just so old, old school '90s bullshit. Yeah, and I mean like there's there's something there's something about the the lack of subtlety even in the aesthetic, right? Where like it it's not even that you it's not even that you're just like playing as Chester Cheetah. It's or or the cool spot. It's that like your health is product based and the pickup the items are product based and the enemies are skinned to be product based and it's like i don't know is there something about that that's like there there's almost a um there's almost like a promise of like that uh that weird uh cyberpunky kind of like direct uh direct sort of like you are what you buy you 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 are represented by what you consume kind of thing that I, I don't know. I don't know. You find, do you find that aesthetic interesting or is it, is it just about like the, the sort of like um, very colorful, very, uh, very, I don't know. Why, why, why don't you tell me? I'm, I'm having a hard time putting a word to it. Uh, I guess I do just like the colorful cartoony as, aesthetics, especially as a kid when I just like colorful cartoon stuff. Nice. Um, but, um, I mean, you're not wrong. It's just looking at it now i can look at it with like a a, a, a smugger like oh look what they tried <laughs> to do to me <laughs> if they succeeded i don't really know as a child i did eat cheetos as a kid so maybe they did um i have no i have no big heart uh uh, 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 uh for the chester cheetah games i just remember playing them and being like man cool <laughs> this guy is really cool this <laughs> cheeto boy cheetah gets it um is great sneakers uh yeah you know what was a rad uh tie-in game that shouldn't have been that wasn't really a tie-in game but was uh that is more recent than chester cheetah and cool spot and burger king man combined okay go for it yo yo noid 2 (laughs) is a game is it it is a free game by a a a group of uh, of kids and students uh, who made a, a sequel to the Yo Noid game from the NES days, and it's actually fucking really good. <laughs> <laughs> really, is yeah. it? So tell me, tell tell me a little bit about it. Is it like? Is it like? Is it new it, it, graphically, it, or is it like an SNES game? No, no, graphically it, it, it's low poly, okay. but it's like. it's like a low poly 64 but it handles so good and there's like a a a, a yo-yo like he had like his yo-yo thing is like a a a thing for it's a very good platformer and collectathon for a small and as for a small team it was and whatnot it was just kids having fun with this old awful mascot that's really cool (laughs) and um like i don't want dominoes any more or less or anything but it was a really good game i played to get back onto games no and i I think like we can get back onto games that way too is like there's there was that brief trend and i guess it's still happening where like people will return to obviously like the low poly trend is still going where like there are a lot of pixel games um but then like the trend of like i i remember uh the they had like a great gatsby game for a while that um you know, oh I'm God, a, I remember that. It was it, just a platformer. It cracked me up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just games that didn't need game versions of them. Yeah, and it was Gatsby's up there. <laughs> it was a brilliant game. Like, it was actually really fun to play, and it it totally mm-hmm. got the humor in it. It had like a, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm a an English PhD, so I like I it it, it totally hit me in the right spot. But the. Uh, <laughs> I remember the beginning scene is uh, you're you're looking at Gatsby and talking to him, and then he uh, he disappears, and like 
right as he disappears, it plays like that. Um, it plays like a really sort of like chip tune style, like da na na na. It was like <laughs> it was such a perfect thing because it was like, well, this is the perfect marriage of the book and an actual like Nintendo Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Um. I mean that like it goes back to what you were talking about, like the the charm of low res and 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 finding like the smallest possible thing that you can use to represent an emotion or something. I mean, what what appeals to you I mean, in that's your just, work? Oh, get, go ahead. I'll just say that's just like a good use of of, of the limitations of an art style. Yeah. Because definitely like in the old Ataris are very uh, primitive versions of it, but I kind of loved looking at old adventure and that the weird duck dragon. You yeah. Know? Definitely. I mean, does how do you how do you work with limits in your own work? Like as far as that goes, because I know like you're you experiment with daily cartoons, you experiment with different styles, uh, sort of like quick drawing, uh, drawing mm-hmm. with more time. Like how do you sort of play around with limits uh, in, in that way? I, I I think of I work digitally only yeah. and, and I don't mind working digitally. And I know people uh, have big issues and stuff like that, but. I, I like working digitally because it is quick, but because you can do a lot of things with digital. So I try to, I try to keep in mind ways of working, how I would have done it on uh, an actual piece of paper. Like, uh, don't go back and over, overdraw a line. You know, if it's mm-hmm. messy, then it's messy. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, trying to find, um, just limits on, on, on color use. I feel like I overcolor sometimes and I have more, I'm just thinking more about color and theory because a uh, color theory was a class I wish I paid attention to in college. I think um, the color and the color in, um, in your most recent work, like, uh, he is a good boy is, uh, is really interesting. Thank um, you. That, yeah. that, that's exactly what it was is I've been, um, thinking more about my choices hmm. with color and, you know, trying to find compliments, put letting the the dark blue of a shadow be more weird and light blue, you know, Interesting. just to contrast everything else. And do you ever like, do you ever put, do you ever do that arbitrarily? Like, do you, do you experiment around? Cause I feel like one of the, one of the charms about, about video games, especially now, like looking back as, as you and I are at these old games, like there's something charming about say a, a new game that is pixel driven because it, the, the charm comes from the fact that it put the limitation on itself arbitrarily, right? Like it can do more, but it says like, let's see what we can do if we only do this. Um, do you ever yeah. do that or? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, limit people. I like, I like opposing little self limits on myself in, 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 in certain ways. And I like seeing that in people's art style. Um, and that's that's kind of what I do with drawing is like I try not to overwork a, a panel or a line because it's digital or whatever. Those are <clears throat> those are limits. Or if I want to specifically color a certain thing this way, I'll say we'll only use red here or only use whatever here. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen as often as much as I just find myself playing around and seeing what I like at the mm-hmm. moment because that that changes often. I get bored of watching myself draw all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I, imagine. I have to. I ha- well, I understand like people enjoy my work, and I understand the perception of how I view my art and how others view my art is way different. Which is why I always search for. I like style hunting. I like or not style hunting, but like I like being a style chameleon. Sometimes trying yeah. different things. Um, I think there's value in learning 
how someone else did the certain thing that you're that you're working on right now it's like I remember reading hunter s thompson would like just write uh someone else's book in total just to feel how that was in their own how it felt to, to hunter to write someone else's book like moby dick or something that's pretty cool i didn't know he did that i remember that he said he did that as like a like an early challenge for him or just an early way of getting the feel of writing down or something like that yeah i mean be remembering that wrong oh no no it's i mean it sounds right i it's it's right now uh that's how that's how truth works these days man (laughs) (laughs) oh call me out if i'm wrong um yeah 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 expose him on twitter if he's wrong please do um but no like the i i think that's interesting especially in terms of like so i remember um and i I was just getting around with you actually with like i I can't imagine because you know as someone who effectively has written for a living since 2007 um on and off it's like i hate i hate reading my own work i hate right i hate writing it i hate looking at it i think if you create something like that on any level that isn't like just on any level that sort of like delves into the humanities or arts in any way um it's totally natural to hate it um and i think that's around with it a little yeah i think that's a good uh uh, showing of um of how how you want to better yourself Mm -hmm. you can be proud of shit all you want you know but like yeah, no, I agree with you. No, I, <laughs> I think it's healthy. I, I, I totally I think yeah. it's super healthy. That's I fine. just I I've learned not to um to comment on it that much anymore because I know it's just the same with everybody, and so I just I just move on. <laughs> is, is, is how I, is how I, is what I think about when I draw. I'm just like, well, I don't need to worry about it because someone else might like it. Might be the next meme. Who cares? I'll move on. Well, I really I really liked the way that you kind of and so like what I really what. What grabbed me about your work initially uh, in Horribleville, um, which dates me too, because that, that I don't remember how long ago that was put out, but um, I was really it was uh, two thousand five. That's when I started college. When I made it, yep. Uh, most of it's online still. It's it's cool. I too. was a different person. Two thousand. I was a different person ten plus years ago. I, I, you know, that's that's unfair. You should be the same person now that you were. <laughs> All right. Um, but like, Click. there's <laughs> it's a gun. It's me hanging up and playing games. Yeah, right. There's like that. That would be a good like. You can just uh, load your save state from ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, there's there's a continuity there in some ways. I, I think uh, at least from like an aesthetic, uh, uh, you know, second secondary viewer sort of way. Where like, I think what I liked about Horribleville a lot, especially as someone who was in college and working through a lot of what you were working through as well, like. Uh, self-alienation and and you know who you were and uh, confidence and stuff like that especially becoming professional like that there's there's a lot working there in terms of autobiography but then the fact that the style keeps changing and like the style changes along with your the narrator and your the artist's sort of like interpersonal considerations about like okay so like who am i what am i doing here how do i like deal with the people around me like what's funny about this what's sad about this it it, it's useful to sort of like think about that as uh, a kind of like coming to terms with this experimentation that you're talking about like you know it it really does kind of cement you as this person who's just like yeah i'm just gonna like fuck around a little bit like this is art art is that yeah that's what I want to do, <laughs> and it felt it also felt easier to do um, um, style differences in a uh, in a gag comic uh, setting mm-hmm. where it, it didn't always matter or the or the style fit the mood. Yeah, um, 
I kind of find that harder to, uh, uh, in my own head and not like physically, uh, to justify that when doing like a story, like he's a good boy sure. or even, um, graveyard quest, which was a, a story I serialized in gun show and then put out as its own book. Um, it, 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 at, at, at the near the end of it, damn it near the end of it I um I I had gotten a font made of my handwriting but I did not use it I did not use it on the final chapter of, of Good Boy because the rest huh. of it was hand handwritten so I was like I don't want to do that because that's going to be such a glaring error and I'm going to hate myself <laughs> everyone's <laughs> going to comment on it it's not, an, it's not an error but it's such a thing that everyone would notice and everyone would comment and I could just I'm going to comment maybe not everyone but I'm going to know That's that was the secret is I'm the one who was going to have the problem with it not everyone else <laughs> right yeah it's a secret to anxiety really <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that sort of speaks to like, I, I think like, you know, pivoting back again to video games like that. There's like there's a there's a quality to some of the early auteurs of video games that it, that are that's so like that. Right. Like the I mean, you hear stories about uh, Kojima quitting his job and just going to try and work on and make Metal Gear and like, you know, his mom playing it and stuff like this, this attention to like, I don't know, a passion project or you like the the fact that uh Mario Golf is somewhere on the Switch as like a testament to the to um uh I forget the guy's name um but the Lotta. oh yeah, that's right yeah. yeah yeah um and just this this nature of like personalization and and like just uh, I don't know like blood and sweat and something that is at its core kind of like supposed to be fun and and trivial um I mean there's something very profound about that too where like but, uh, yeah just because it's fun I don't think means it, it uh, 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 means it's trivial and i don't mean to like no, call no. you out for using that word no i mean but that's a, something i think about like i don't feel like people respect comedy in that way even mm-hmm. though comedy affects us so much uh without us even you know respecting it in that way yeah i guess like supposed to is doing uh too much work there for me i'm, I'm glad you said it because like supposed to be fun like it, it a lot of these games are fun um, and then I think like the trivial thing is just like an expectation. Like, you know, you get, yeah, I mean, that's in your head. You're like, I should be worrying about, uh, everything else. I'm sitting here enjoying Mario Odyssey. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And like the, I think like maybe, maybe it's better said this way that like the, the actual attention to that, like the, the things in there that people like Awada or Kojima or, um, or any of any of these guys like, uh, include, that are these like very profound details uh that like kind of are existential um the the fact that we're like embarrassed or sort of like hesitant to say that they're existential or important because they're in video games kind of speaks to that level of like yeah look like um it's this is this is like it is life and death what i'm producing here to me um it's not trivial well i also think it can help others too mm. like it just not not just because of how you feel but just how it makes certain people feel how a game can really can alleviate a lot of just you know fucking weird stress of everything in the world or how a good joke can can you know can bring someone back uh, uh from the brink yeah of whatever you know like that's what all i mean well yeah when the, i was like you like yeah I was going to say, like, even even us joking about, like, um, this is fine, dog. I mean, you know, in in a certain way, I think, like, there there is a subset of the population that 
this is fine dog probably helped them through the election um, there's a whole group of people who helped me be where i am right now because of fine dog and they will never probably read my my actual comics or anything mm -hmm. and that's fine because that's just how they are like i can't get someone interested in comics if they don't give a shit in the first place true <laughs> um and it, it would be stupid and 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 a bad plot of a sitcom if I tried to. Yeah. On a smaller scale, that's like, uh, uh, my Stephen A. Smith tweet is what most people know me for. And like, I'm a lot of people I know don't care about, uh, sports and most of the stuff I produce isn't sports related, but I'm, I'm happy that people <laughs> know me as the Stephen A. Smith guy. Cause maybe they'll listen to the podcast. Like great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I also like, that makes me, that kind of makes me think about, um, so I mentioned this earlier on and yeah, you were kind enough to remind me of the title, uh, your short comic, uh, ring that, um, mm. I've linked a, a bunch of times to my Twitter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of ring. Uh, I, I Thank don't, you. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it resonates with me in some way. So the, the, the premise behind ring and you can, you can sort of, uh, correct me or, or expand. Uh, but like the premise behind ring is essentially like it, it follows Sonic along, um, on a, on a sonic level effectively or, or a sonic game sort of like sonic one or sonic two um it's actually sonic two okay <laughs> I, I knew it was one of them like uh, every every uh version like every level he goes through is uh is a level of sonic two including meeting metal sonic that one time. wow okay like I, like those are the last two bosses that's pretty that's pretty is, impressive uh, detail i didn't know you actually did it level by level yeah i was watching some uh dudes uh, uh, do a, a, a let's play at the time mm -hmm. and I was like well how am I gonna because the idea came first and then the idea to put Sonic in it uh, happened afterwards and um, I was like well what am I gonna draw Yeah, and who's he gonna talk to and then I was like well he just talks to all the different robots of the level and different enemies and I'll just I'll just go because I want to include Metal Sonic and it just makes sense to yeah. have it be in Sonic 2 and I remember watching those dudes play Sonic 2 and I used their playthrough uh, as a uh, as, as like a, a thing like okay I need to draw this guy this is what he looks like and all that stuff <laughs> I just yeah I I paid attention to that <laughs> nice yeah no, that's that's I like that process I mean that is, but like the the text in it is is this text about um, like basically a, a text about someone, um, you know, losing, losing their capacity. Like it's, it's, it's sort of like a, a story about dementia or a story about Alzheimer's disease or a story about, I don't know if I'm putting that on there. Cause of course, like, you know, I, I don't know if it was when it came out, but it was not too long after it came out. Uh, my grandfather had uh, suffered from dementia and like uh, passed away quite a while ago now, I think in, in 2005. And like, it resonated though reading that like the the sort of like discussion of losing one's sense of self and like th just like explaining it to people saying it's sonic and and the sort of like the person who is losing their mind is 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 uh dr robotnik and all the robots are talking about it. It, it it's hard to explain the pathos of it but reading it it actually has like a very clear pathos that i think and and you can say i i, I would be interested in hearing your comments on this like I think it is it's actually like the the fact that it's about Sonic doesn't just help that pathos, but it's actually like it's important to that pathos that it's Sonic, that it's like uh, that it's representative that way. I don't uh, I don't know if I feel it's important that it's Sonic, okay. but it, it doesn't hurt okay. that it's Sonic. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and if it if you feel it is, then then 
that's totally good too. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I don't want to take that away from feel you. Feel free, it's okay. Um, <laughs> the idea came before adding Sonic to it. Okay. It was, uh, but it was kind of video game themed mm-hmm. in a way. And I don't know why. I think in video games because I play a lot of video games. I, I don't have any uh, aspirations uh, or, or, or idea how to make a video game. Although I wouldn't say no if you know the timing was right. Uh, hit me up out there. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting in touch with KC. He wants to make a video game. Um, but it, it basically just turned into like, yeah, you're probably not right. I wasn't thinking completely about dementia but it was about someone losing someone and not taking it well and yeah it's more loss I that mean, was the whole again like yeah all altered i mean that's like that's another thing though where like those the the words mixed with the graphics i mean i think you're right in saying like it doesn't matter that it's sonic it matters that it's video games right um no i, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to Sorry. say it like that no, i just no, mean no, like please, uh please. It just it just started as that it it, it it could like I could have worked it mm-hmm. into a, a different way uh, to where it wasn't like game focused at all. Yeah, I guess. But that's just how my mind sort of <laughs> uh, came up with that idea. Well, I guess as, uh, as a kind of weird video game. Yeah, I mean to like to to sort of like I, I yeah I guess like it could it could be anything. I'm not I'm not trying to pit, pinhole uh, pigeonhole it, but like the. I think for me, like what's what's fascinating about Ring, um, it would have been fascinating regardless. I think like the the text was really powerful, but like what was interesting about the text to me and the fact that I can sort of like make it about dementia as opposed to losing someone, like thinking back on it now that you mentioned that, you're like yes, of course it's that. Like I I could pick out some of the dialogue a little better now, um, especially uh, like particularly the Robotnik moments, but like also the the fact that you are able, the fact that I am able to associate like kind of free associate in my own memory that way. I mean, that's how games work too. Like you can kind of remember certain things. This is like where like the crux of all those, you know, that genre of creepypasta where they're like, Oh yeah, the Mario game that's haunted that has like a dead Mario in it or whatever. Like (laughs) it's, it's stuff that we remember and we associate with some emotional thing that happened to us around that time and just like imprint it uh, and and kind of shift it. And like, I, that's, I guess that's what grabs me about ring is that like it, it, it sort of embraces that, that juxtaposition of like, here's an emotional thing and here's another emotional thing. And they don't necessarily look like they line up, but like they fit on each other because they fit on each other. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I don't have much else to add because I think that's a good assessment. Oh, no, thanks. It's like, yeah. Well, um, well, no, I guess like I, I'm sorry to talk so much. I like I guess I just like didn't want to I didn't want to make it seem like I was trying to tell you what you were doing. But like the it's a sort of a bad habit of mine as a critic. But like the uh, I, I never felt that way. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, like it's 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 interesting. Like and I I like the I like the reasons for for doing it, that it was arbitrary, that it was Sonic, that it's sort of like just kind of coalesced that way. It's it's yeah, I feel like it should be maybe ex- if you want to go read it maybe people read it first yeah yeah, yeah. go read it <laughs> because i feel like we're talking around them um you can find it at uh, gunshowcomic.com slash 600 it was the 600th gunshow comic mm-hmm. i remember that particularly um it's about it's about a, a man losing his uh, uh mother and crying over the uh, uh, the ring for i guess his son's wedding mm-hmm. is what is what kind of kind of made it out to be yeah it's um um but it's all very vague and 
and, and sad, I guess. It is sad. <laughs> and it's, it's one of your only comics that is like explicitly sad, I think, at least in terms of like the gun show era. Because um, mm-hmm. there are a lot of gun shows that are sort of like they, they are melancholy. I think like the. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good word. Yeah. Like the thanks. Like the anime club, I think, is melancholy. I think um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Graveyard Quest is, is extremely melancholy. Uh, uh, but there are these melancholic moments where like they are also juxtaposed with a gag or juxtaposed with something funny. Um, and so like, I wonder how do you, do you, do you find, um, I mean, do you find that aesthetic? Is that something that I don't know? Actually, I don't really want to tie this back to video games. I just want to ask about your art. Do you like, do you find that sort of like happy and sad aesthetic to be something that you, you tend to, to drift towards is that just something that was part of that era um something that like you feel is like a, a a quality or if you don't like it a crutch um how do you feel about that uh i probably no i mean i probably really uh, uh gravitate towards it because i uh uh, uh was i i had like the sadness and depression inside me growing mm-hmm. up that i i didn't really know how to uh, uh, inform my, my, my family or parents of beyond saying I'm tired. And then I would go to my room yeah. and play video games <laughs> or draw or watch cartoons. Sometimes all three. Stop being, stop being so relatable, man. This is, <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that just like as a kid, I just wanted to make cartoons about just cartoons. I literally copied a, a Rocco script once because I've seen the episode so many times and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I drew my own version of that, ep- that episode, the one where he got the, the, the food juicer who was alive for no reason. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a completely silent one, but it's good. Um, what was I getting at? Just like sort of like how melancholy. Oh, of course. And then like growing up uh, that, that happened, the, 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 the depression started to sneak in more, but I didn't know how to deal with it other than just being quiet yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Um, and dealing with it because tomorrow I might not be, mm-hmm. uh, or some caffeine will turn me into an, uh, an obnoxious asshole instead. <laughs> um, you know, energy drinks were big in high school and that's how I was dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, you def- you're like, you're like one of the, uh, you're one of the weird squares just like me who just like dealt with that kind of stuff, not by getting drunk, but by like drinking a ton of caffeine. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, uh, stuff, yeah. I had plenty of friends and probably had, uh, uh easy access to weed at the time, mm-hmm. but I was scaled. <laughs> scaled. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't, I didn't ask them or, or they didn't push it. So I was just happy just to be around them and watch them get high. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there, there's something about, uh, you know, I can relate to a lot of that and a lot of, uh, one of, one of my coping mechanisms before I kind of, and it took me a long time to like actually kind of accept that like, okay, yeah, like I have something that not a lot of people have, like even, even until like my late twenties, I wasn't doing anything about it. And, until I did, what I would do sometimes was just like, I would play Cave Story all the way through, or I would, you know, I'd spend ten hours playing a game. Yeah, there's also something nice and meditative about finding a game like Cave Story or another uh, Metroidvania-esque, um, which is just kind of like I assume people know games if they're listening to your yeah, game-related but podcast. If you don't know what a Metroidvania <laughs> is, it's basically like a a game where you 
it's it's not quite leveling up in the RPG sense, but you find like little items that help you navigate the game and then open up other areas of the map. And it's just like a, a term that comes from Metroid and Castlevania. Yeah, which both of them don't. I guess Metroid does it, but I never really liked Metroid growing no, up. Really? <laughs> but I loved games like Metroidvanias. Mm. Um, like I can appreciate Super Metroid now, but I was kind of like, I don't know where the fuck to go in this game. <laughs> it's a hard game. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, uh, games like that where I can sort of um, uh, uh, not something for my hands to do mm-hmm. while my brain is, is, is pondering other things. And I also look for that in a lot of games, which is very disingenuous maybe. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not paying attention to the game half the time. Like Binding of Isaac, yeah. uh, I have to admit I am playing it right now. Hey, no, I, uh, just just for my hand gives my hand something to I do. Can't, <laughs> I can't make my mic not pick up sounds or else I would be doing the same thing with something. I mean, like I, Oh, I'm sorry if my, they, they are not you're doing great. Um, but, okay, but good. the, um, you know, the, the nature of, of like games that just give your, give your hand something to do. Like whenever I edit the podcast, I have to play a game. I'll play like, sometimes I'll play sunless sea, um, just because that relaxes me. But a lot of times mm-hmm. what I'll end up playing is dead cells, which is again, a, basically a pure oh i love media. dead cells yeah yes. it's lovely i've not played that in a while yeah i don't know has that, has that gotten out of uh early access no they're still working on it if you got past the the beholder boss i think uh psa for anyone playing dead cells i think if you get past the beholder boss that's the end still but they're getting close um i beat the one boss on the bridge yeah. i got as far as that guy and then like the 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 fishing town just fuck me up real bad <laughs> yeah if you get through the fishing town there are a couple levels after that and another boss and then you get to like this wharf and a guy says hey you can't be here yet and it kills you and sends you back to the beginning oh uh, i didn't get that guy uh, but yeah. um um but yeah dead cells is, is great and i think like a lot of these games that just i, I play i don't play finding of isaac i could i and i, sh- I should and will at some point because it is really- I have put 249 hours into Binding of Isaac because it's uh, completely, well, it's each time is random and there are hundreds of different item combinations you can nice. get. So one time you could be like a fucking god just destroying things or other times you're fucking clown shoes yeah. just scraping by. Um, and it's easy to put on and play when I'm listening to podcasts and need time to kill. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, <laughs> that's what I look for in games there's this, <laughs> sometimes. There's this way that like, I think people especially brought up when we were, cause like games, games in a lot of ways have, have, have increasingly become more legitimate. And I know that's like kind of like a, uh, you know, zap pal zoom, like comics aren't for kids anymore kind of thing to say, but, uh, um, yeah, but people still say it and it's like, well, like those people will stop reporting eventually, <laughs> right? And I mean, does that like there's the old people have? People. Thank God. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, I I remember when I was I, at the end of college, I was writing. Um, a, I was doing criticism on comics, a literary criticism on comics, and it turns out like there is stuff on that. Andrew Huberic does good stuff on that, but like it's kind of hard to do unless you have tenure. So I stopped doing it. But like I was enjoying it, and uh, and. But like all the stuff I would find was like zap pow zoom. <laughs> this is terrible. I hope hope this dies out. Um, but like yeah, I mean games do have this new legitimacy where like one of the one of the things about games is like people recognize them as things you can do to alleviate anxiety, alleviate stress, to kind of like to kind of shut down in the way that I think 
in the past, um, people would view it as an unhealthy way to shut down. It's like, well, why don't you go outside? Or like, why don't you like be with people? You're being solitary. You're doing this. You're doing that. Um, yeah, because we're so connected mm-hmm. now as a society, I, I I would hope people can be like, no, I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> you hang out with people I need a solid, iPhone. I need a solid five uh, uh, hours on Mario, and then I'll be good to go. <laughs> but like, <they're, laughs> like that's all you need to get. Yeah, me. right. I just I I need to be able to play at least three or four hours of video games every night before I go to sleep, and then I'll be happy. Um, but there's this there's this way that like the the ta- I've talked about this in other episodes, but there's a way like the task based quality of video games, the way that they're like they have discrete tasks. You have to do things. Metroidvanias are perfect this way. Like find the item. Uh, yes, uh, Borderlands yeah. is um, my unhealthy uh, gaming <laughs> obsession. Uh, uh, I played it so much on on my computer that I bought it for PS4 to play it at home, <laughs> and it's like. I don't want to listen to these awful people talk. Uh, 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 just tell me where to go and what to yeah. shoot. And oh, is this a better gun? Okay, cool. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. And like that. That's so. There's something so. I mean, I, there's a couple. It's nice, but I feel disingenuous enjoying a game like that. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. I, because I'm not giving it that's like pure oh, attention. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to give it its pure attention. Like I don't need to. Like I know what the redneck a guy says in in, in Borderlands too. It's it's cute and funny, I guess. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll wait for the robot chicken episode or whatever. <laughs> the I you know I mean like there's this there's this tension between games being like objects that are just for consumers where like that's not disingenuous at all. You've like you're just the consumer. You can play it however you want. And then objects that want mm-hmm. your consideration as art, where like well that's not that's not good. You should well, consider so it better. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like it's a medium just as anything else yeah is. i guess like, like comics have the same tension there's, there's comics tra- uh, t- there's trash tv there's good tv yeah. it's the same as anything else no but, that's true you know and like i guess i guess what i what i really admire about or what i what i find compelling about what you're saying about metroidvanias or like playing mario for five hours a day or something like or relatable too is like there's there's this way that it disconnects from the kind of nebulous quality of the modern world where like, I don't know, I always feel this way and and maybe you do, maybe you don't, but like, especially since I don't have a traditional job in the way that a lot of people do, um, I feel like I'm always at work. Like I, I've felt since I got into academia in 2008 that I've never actually been off of work. Um, yes, I like, I've, uh, that was like early twenties type or like mid mid twenties type thing where it's like, I'm always at my computer. Uh, I could be playing games or I could be working, you know, whatever, whatever comes. comes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like that feeling of like, well, I always have something to do. Like I'll never actually be done. This is just going to be me forever. (laughs) (laughs) God, what a, what a sad phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Always have something to do. Like I know that. It's true. Yeah, no, it's, it's the worst, but like breaking into games and like saying like, Oh yeah, not only does this remind me of when that wasn't the case when like i actually just like didn't have anything to do and like taps into that kind of nostalgia and way of appreciating and understanding the world it also taps into this feeling that like hey this game gave me six things to do i'm pretty sure i can do those six things (laughs) like that'll be therapeutic yeah no i feel you yeah like like i said it's it's meditative it's just something 
if I want to just listen to podcasts, if it's like a, it's like a sensory tank yeah. where like I listen to a podcast, but and, and then for my hands I'm doing like in front part of the brain I'm doing like menial tasks on a, a, a in Borderlands pre sequel or, or or Binding of Isaac or nice. whatever, and it's just. Um, it's a nice break. <laughs> it's a nice break from my whole self. Yeah, right. Oh, break from yourself. I like that. That that makes that makes sense to me. Um, Damn. Let me. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm playing, no, you're playing Binding of Isaac. It's it's, my, it's cinema verite. I I get one. I'm Binding of Isaac also likes to fuck with you because I got this a uh, a uh, uh, guy because you get little followers in yeah. this game. This one's called Key, Key Bum, and he takes all your keys and he gives you golden chests and you need keys to open golden chests and i don't have any keys because he keeps uh, opening that's, them. and there are three golden chests on the map right now and i'm like come on man <laughs> on, give me one back um well let me ask you i don't want to i don't want to uh make you end on a on a sort of somber meditative note because well i guess that would make sense too but i i, I wanted to ask you this anyway. i don't think there's anything wrong with being somber or yeah i was like i was actually well certainly not for me either. that's my whole shtick yeah, I and i was i was just thinking i was like <laughs> that's my shtick and thinking about casey's comics it's his shtick too uh oh, no it's fine i'm dying in no, this boss. no everyone cheer him on uh it's, it's, it'll have happened weeks ago maybe but you know it's cool yeah um but, i'm okay did you die no oh, good um I just pause the game it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> i actually i sympathize so much with that i've had multiple guests uh when i had scott benson on he he was like oh yeah like i'm just uh i'm playing race the sun right now like, <laughs> like I, on a gaming podcast i definitely have talked to a number of people who are like oh yeah i'm playing some game that you can just play when you talk yeah this is exactly what this yeah, is exactly it's just it's just something I can listen for your hands yep. to do. I always remember that from or my friend said that about his uh, about how he smokes while he drives. Is this something for his hands yeah, to do? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, well, let me ask you, like in your work, uh, we've talked a lot about it in form. And actually, I I'm really glad we did because I wouldn't have I didn't understand really uh, how I felt about the aesthetics of games in your work when we came into it. But I feel like I have a better handle on it. So thank you for that. Just I just think in games. Yeah. It, it's very easier for me to think about games in like um, any kind of format, story wise. Uh, like Gabe, Graveyard Quest is definitely like a kind of a Paper Mario RPG esque thing, where each stage is is like a oh is he on the ghost train? Oh he's in hell, or he's on the river sticks? You know, that's all it was. Did I mean, you... it's just it's easier for me to think about in writing in that yeah. terms in, in that term just for starting and sometimes. I'm aware of it, but like sometimes I'll just lean into hey, it. No, I think, I think that makes sense. I mean, did you? So as a, as a yeah. brief aside, did you play Cuphead yet? Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. I love it's that a, game. I just I have nothing but good things to say about Cuphead. That's such a fun game. All like I, I give that game my attention, but I actually did my best when I was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and not not and and playing Cuphead like in the foreground of my yeah. brain. I did a lot better on certain bosses, like. The fucking clown. Oh, the guy was hard. That guy was my, that guy was my menace. The bee was mine. Oh, you know what's awesome is uh, the the backwards boomerang one rules on certain bosses like that because they go up a little bit or it goes forward a little bit but all the way oh. back. Oh. So while you're focused on like not being hit by all her shit, you're like your stuff's just kind of boomeranging back to kill her. 
and it makes her so like easy. that is actually that that's a tip I could have used when I was spending like two and a half hours on the B boss. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bosses like that are kind of easy. Like when you're running away from the dragon, yeah. you just use the boomerang thing and it goes back and hits it and you just you're focused on the platforming. <laughs> that's the trick to that game is you focused on on yeah, dodging. You on, yeah, you, right. And but like I actually I have a podcast coming out with someone on that on that game specifically. And one of the things we talked about was how it like it teaches you as you go along. It's it's like it's a perfect kind of narrative video game in that way. It gets that's what mm-hmm. it's supposed to do so well. It's um yeah, it, it's might be like people talk about game of the year. I don't know if I am ever going to have like games of the year or anything like that. That's not really anything I can do. But like because um, I can't pick things. But the uh, if if I if I could, it would be up there. Yeah, um, definitely yeah, gorgeous. Um, but let me ask you. So like in in terms of your in terms of your work, is there a video game? Is there a video game reference? So let me ask you this in two ways. You can answer both questions or neither question or one. Um, you can you can just shut me out completely. Uh, if you right. can be the you can be the temperamental creator if you want to be. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you that license. It's kind of fun. Um, what is there is there a video game reference in your work that you find uh, particularly resonant that you can remember? And the second secondary question there is: Is there a video game reference in your work that you feel people aren't like people won't necessarily pick up on? That's a little more subterranean. And reference here can be capacious. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be like uh, trivia. Like reference can be sort of like art direction or like influence or whatever. Oh, yeah. well. No, I think you could pick it up easily. Like I love the Yoshi's Island. As a kid, that was my number one game. Um, and I will like that'll be my default uh, 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 answer mm. when people ask like, "What was your favorite game as a kid?" Yoshi's Island. Um, Yoshi's Island all the nice. way, and the, the style of it is great too. I loved. It. I loved drawing all the characters from that style, and maybe uh, um, maybe this answers both mm. of them because it's kind of a, a it's like no one really knows this because I've never said it before, but it's something that'll always be in my heart. One of my first little um, animal characters uh, 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 that I had as a as a kid growing up was was essentially the frog from Yoshi's Island, the frog boss with like that flat beak. Okay mouth yes, kind sure. of thing i literally just I liked that design so much that that was like i'm just going to draw this character a bunch that's really cool <laughs> i like that and um i mean like you won't find that in my work because that's super old stuff that has been lost to time unfortunately sure. but but the, my mom sure does have uh old artwork and a jean jacket she 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 drew that frog on at our house <laughs> when I go back to visit and I see this little, this old frog drawn by my oh, mom on a jean jacket okay. that she got for me as a, as a gift. That's adorable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like that though. That's a word. Like the, I mean, there's like, <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's like a, um, man, there's like a, there's a quality to what you first draw that I think just like follows you um as an artist but then like you know as as like a non-artist too like i remember the stuff i doodled and like the stuff i focused on kind of stuck with me yeah i'm just i'm just i'm more honest about what uh inspires me 
these days instead of and i remember being real defensive about things like that because i obviously took this frog design <laughs> as a kid to myself <laughs> no one else knew no one else gave a shit in my life but it, to me it was like sin yeah. sin <laughs> I'm a nintendo nintendo is like is uh, is now suing you they're like they're they're going for that sweet sweet uh crisis dog money yeah <laughs> darn it uh it's just like it's it, it just yeah, I just had to be honest. I'm just learning more to be honest with like uh, uh, how where my influences come mm-hmm. from and, and saying things influenced me. Uh, but that's not video game related. That's just tangential to the frog. I know. I think I think that's absolutely video game related. Like there's a, you know, there's that there's an urge to feel shame about this kind of stuff or an urge to feel like it's not serious, right? Like I had there's an urge for originality when I don't think that's truly possible mm, yeah in a way i mean you find original stuff by you can find originality by i don't mean to say just combining two things but thinking about and possibly just combining <laughs> two things um but like a lot of thought i think should go into it than just combining two mm. things yeah and like i think i think there's something about i mean we just talked about how much we love cuphead and that that literally draws like it's nothing but very subtle references from both video games and cartoons and it makes its own awesome yeah when you watch a fleischer cartoon you're like okay there's one thing there's another thing that's where they got the flower that's where they got this and it's still great yeah and 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 the video game stuff's there too um the frogs are ryu and ken basically they have the same animation and um that one level is like I guess it was Super Mario World, but like I could hear the uh, the athletic theme from Yoshi's Island Super Mario World in there, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a Yoshi's related level." Well, I love that's it. Doctor yeah. Wily. Like that's like clearly what. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. When he comes out of it, it's like, "Oh yeah, Mega Man too." Like I'm I'm there <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, no, for sure. I think like you know, one of the things that I just realized, and I'll we can wrap up because uh, like it, I've, I've kept you just about an hour, um, but like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I've, rec- I've realized is um, I, I wrote, I recently published an article uh, in a, in a uh, peer-reviewed journal. So I've been working on it a long time. It's one of my academic pieces, but it's on um, Gone Home. <clears throat> it's on Gone Home and the and the Talos Principle, and I published it in uh, in Nonsite. So it's on Nonsite.org if anyone wants to read it. But um, played Gone Home. I've not played Talos. Talos Principle is fun. It's like a portal, like um, in, in its own way. Um, very like a lot of like um, it doesn't use portal technology or anything like that, but it's like a um, basically like a puzzler, a 3D like a, a yes. Yeah, I, I like those. I just don't know why I've been so um, standoffish about it. Every time I look at it, like on the <laughs> on on the, the PlayStation Store or something, I'm like, nah, but what if I really don't? I don't know. <laughs> It just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling so standoffish. It's a, about it's a it. little like it is. It is kind of like it's a little highfalutin. Uh, which, <laughs> maybe that it could maybe be, that could be um, but I, I i got in a conversation with uh so like I, I i have some things to say about both and i i really did like both but it is i treat both like a like a, a critic so like i i say what i like and i say what i think they achieved and what they didn't achieve um which is kind of like my mm-hmm. my shtick in in academic writing is saying like this is really great up until the very end where like it fails like everything else um Oh, that's the point of yeah, academic of course. writing. I mean, like that's, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. But the um, I'm nice about it at least. But the uh, the the creator, or one of the creators, like one of the main writers in Talos Principle, kind of got into it with me on it, and he was like, "I think this is a big misreading of the game." Like, oh. we we got we 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 hashed it out. Like we we were 
we're friends. Okay, it's okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was a weird experience because he's like, I think you misread the game. Like we, you know, we wrote it this way and we paid a lot of attention to this. And, you know, I, I don't mean to be mean or anything, but like, I really think you didn't give the game. Uh, I don't think you played it carefully enough. And I was like, well, look, like, here's why I thought this. Here's why I thought that. Like, you know, Twitter's he said Twitter's a bad place to do it. And I was like, I agree. Like, this is not the place to discuss this necessarily. But like, Let's keep doing it on Twitter. <laughs> like, like everyone, we say it's not a yeah. good place and then we do it. But, um, you know, one of the things I noticed in that conversation, it was a productive conversation. But one of the things I noticed was like there was a very clear sense of like it got better when I said like, hey, man, look, like I love video games and I enjoyed your video game. This was like an academic piece. Um, and I mm-hmm. think it got better once you realize like I'm not I'm not being the academic dick who's like, oh, the the plebs love these kinds of games. And here's what we can make of them. Uh, and there is like there's like there's a a feeling from all of us that like yeah like you know these are serious things that people serious people can enjoy but it's still vaguely shameful and i feel like that's something we should all kind of work against in both our aesthetics and our and our thinking i just it's just i just think people need to be more honest with themselves about about these types of things instead of dismissing it outright i like that um and that's what that's at least what I try to do um, in, in a lot of different ways, not just uh, uh, games and like, you know, how can they be good distractions? And they can say something too. Like, I'm sure the new Wolfenstein, this is like hella, they're going to say something. <laughs> that's, rad. That's, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of waiting for the Switch release, but I don't, I don't really know anymore. I, I have like a, a, a week to kill of nothing. I finished Evil Dead within two, which isn't very oh, good. Sweet. Don't, that cheap maybe <laughs> um the story was so stupid but they had those cool like uh silent hill style guys in it that's like what you uh, I, like that doesn't matter that's so i got more into like uh the the, the little bits of crafting and okay. the bullets and stuff and it's like not super survival which always gets me uh always gets yeah. me on edge to play like straight up survival type crafting games but the most you do is like don't get hit and um look for <laughs> bullets <laughs> i've been stabbed a zombie in the head yeah it wasn't much else beyond that well i i like i like the idea of honesty and like the the idea of honesty quite a bit as, as a final thought um casey thank you so much for being on is there anything you feel like we didn't touch on um you didn't ask me how I was doing. What? Uh, wait, no, I asked you. I asked you if you died on that boss. Are you? Did you? I did not die on that boss, but I did die right afterwards, and now uh, I'm safe. Well, that's the whole point of Binding of Isaac. Anyway. I I thought you had I thought you had given up because my uh, my questions were not compatible with uh, with Binding of Isaac, and you were just like waiting for me to finish so you could uh, pull it out against that boss. No, 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 no. I'm go- <laughs> I'm glad you pulled it out. I'm I, but I'm I'm sorry you yeah, died. No, I, I've. I literally have put 200 plus hours <laughs> in this game. It's all muscle memory Sick. at this point. Um, so I'm just, like, I don't even really like playing it. I just, I really did need something for my hands to do at the time. And I will probably uninstall it after this. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, come back anytime. If you ever want to talk about a specific game or something, if you ever get to the, you know, the next Wolfenstein, you want to come on and talk about it. We'd love to have you back. This was really fun. 
yeah thank you for having me was, i've never truly talked about games at this length in a, in a, in a, in a cast that's before we, that's what we try to do no, podcast. Yeah, like I, that we're trying to we're trying to fill that niche in the mar- in the marketplace um <laughs> <laughs> well thank you man and and people can find casey at uh at Casey uh, Green uh, with an extra N at the end, and uh, I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. you can also just search Casey Green on Twitter, and it's, it'll come up. Yeah, it's Casey. Oh K- yeah, sorry, C, sorry, the K like and the that. C. I mean, they'll probably see it on the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. feed, but uh, just Casey G R E E N N is mm-hmm. my Twitter handle. And yep, I'll and CaseyGreen.com.com um, is where you can yeah. find all his work. And definitely, I think if you're if you're thinking about like that honesty, uh, you, you you hear that you like that idea. Um, I think uh, he is a good boy and uh, and back both uh, both embody that quite a lot and are really, really worth reading. All right. Well, thanks again, man. Thank you for having me.